And so if you are listening to this and you're thinking, well, wait a minute, how <laughs> simple designs, you mean to tell me I don't have to do bridal and I don't have to work a 40 hour work week <laughs> and I don't have to. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. In fact, the majority of my clients work in a setting where they're providing small private appointments, small personal appointments, right? On a part-time schedule, because that is the premise of what I do at Hennapreneur. I teach Henna artists to build strong, profitable, sustainable, high five-figure and or up to six-figure generating businesses on part-time hours using the model that I used myself to develop my own. And um, and it's very effective because it's very efficient. It accounts for your energetic expenditure and it accounts for what your financial goals are. Welcome to the Hennapreneur Podcast, the exclusive podcast of its kind, dedicated to giving you an honest look at the realities of making a living as a henna professional. I'm your host, Chelsea Stevenson, a tea-loving, shoe-collecting mother of three in constant search for the most poppin' pair of earrings and the perfect shade of red lipstick. I'm also a professional henna artist and business strategist who went from barely being able to piece together a fluid design to being the owner of the most celebrated henna boutique in my city. I'm on a mission to help henna professionals to harness their skills and grow vibrant, profitable businesses that they absolutely love. If you want to make more money with your art, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, Hennapreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of the Hennapreneur Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about money, 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 if that's okay. So let me walk this back. Let's start from, let's start from the bottom, yeah? Normally, when I hear from a entrepreneur who says, hey, I, I'd like some some of your insight, I'd like some guidance, I'd like some advice, if you will, about how to grow my business. There are a few questions that I will typically ask. And if you've ever been one of those entrepreneurs in my DMs or in my email asking for advice like these, you know that these questions eventually come up, right? So the three questions that I really love to tap into are, one, what type of work would you like to do? Two, how much revenue would you like to generate on a monthly basis with your art? And three, what have you tried and or what are you doing right now to reach that goal, right? And today, I'd like to tap into question number two specifically and share some insights around why it's important. Because friends, I feel like sometimes we like to gloss over this. In fact, oftentimes, entrepreneurs either don't know what their revenue goals are because they aren't sure what's possible or what's realistic or they have the, you know, this idea that approaching their goals from a dollars and cents perspective um, is intimidating um, or uncomfortable. Or <laughs> the other response that I'll typically receive is that they actually choose to turn a blind eye to the monetary piece in general because they say that it's not a priority for them, right? I'll have uh, entrepreneurs who I'll ask this question to, and they'll tell me all about how money doesn't matter to them because they love the art and they're just, they're in it because they want to follow their passion. And they simply hold the belief that money will seek them out if they show that they are dedicated to their craft. And on one hand, I do want to say, I also believe that those things are true. 
right? Um, those of us who are called to art are called to this art, right? Like when we choose to step into the role of henna artist, <laughs> it's because there is a very particular calling there, right? That said, though we do it because it's a part of us, and yeah, we probably would do it for free if that were the case. I don't know anyone who's like more at peace because they don't have money in their bank account. Like, I mean, I don't want to point out like the elephant in the room here, <laughs> but to say, oh, well, I, I want to have a henna business, but I don't care about making money. Mm. I mean, I won't speak to your experience, but I've been in the place before where I didn't know how I was going to pay my electric bill or like if I was going to make enough money that month for rent or how I was going to, you know, take care of the doctor's bill or the dentist bill that came in that I forgot about my kid's appointment. Like I've been there and um, there is nothing like having insecurity around your finances, I don't know about you, but um, I don't feel the most creative <laughs> when I am pinching pennies at the grocery store because I'm not sure that I can um, buy this or that, or I'm not sure that my card is going to be um, approved when I swipe, right? So um, while I can appreciate and make space for the fact that, yeah, most henna artists are called to the art, and most of us really do love this art, and um, most of us really would um, chase this because it is a passion for us. To say that that is enough to not pay attention to the financial aspect of the business simply doesn't make sense. So I'll just leave that with you. <laughs> but kind of bringing this back a little bit, oftentimes, um, you know, when I hear this, while on one hand, I can agree, right? I can agree that there is a value to being an artist um, that very much ties to our identities and, and ties to who we are as people. As a business strategist, though, <laughs> I also have to say that you can't overlook the financial part of the equation, right? For each of us, our art, first of all, our art has an inherent value. And artists deserve to be compensated appropriately for their contributions to the world, right? And again, you know, we don't produce our best work when we're stressed about finances or when we feel resentful towards our clients because we aren't seeing that our work is valued appropriately, right? So um, while it's okay for you to feel called to the art alone, if you're going to step into the business world, then you have to treat your business like a business. And that includes looking at numbers, okay? Sorry. <laughs> And also not sorry, like over time, you'll become more and more comfortable with this. And this is important, right? This is an important part. Um, it's okay if you, as you hear me talking about this today, you know, it's okay if you don't have a number in mind right now, right? Um, but I always love to set the tone with my, you know, with entrepreneurs who pop into my DMs, or um, if you're someone inside of the community, or even just right now as a listener here on the podcast, like, I want to let you know, if we were to work together, like I have to be transparent with you that we will be having candid conversations around the financial piece because businesses make money <laughs> and because financial independence and financial fortitude is important. And actually, these are some of the core values around why I do this work at Hendapreneur is to make sure 
that more henna artists are being compensated appropriately and that that's um, being done in a way that really allows for them to enjoy the quality of life that they not only desire, but deserve. Okay. Um, so having clear financial goals and, and having a realistic expectation regarding your own energetic capacity actually is what allows for you to reverse engineer your marketing and your operational strategies that would lead you to your preferred milestones faster and with more ease. Okay. And so when I hear from, you know, entrepreneurs asking, well, what can I do to improve my marketing? What can I do to bring in more clients? What can I do to grow my business? I ask these questions because depending on your answers, I'm able to assess where there are holes in your plan. I'm able to very easily look and see, ah, okay, well, this part adds up, but this over here wouldn't work. Or this, eh, this sounds a little bit, mm, but if we flush it out a little bit further, this actually could be a solid plan. Or actually right now, what I see is that the, the plan that you're working currently is going to run you into, um, run, run you into a hole, right? <laughs> run you into burnout or run you into financial distress um, because it's just, it's not a good plan and you could be doing things differently. You could be doing things better, right? So in revisiting our questions, you know, how much revenue would you like to generate on a monthly basis? What type of work would you like to do? And what have you tried or what are you doing currently in order to reach that goal? Those, the answers to those questions actually provide me with the details that I need in order to um, kind of triage what's going on in your business very quickly. And that's because I, I have a lot of experience doing this work, right? So uh, for example, let's say I, you know, you come to me for advice and I ask you these questions and you say to me, hey, um, I only want to work five hours a week. I have a really tight schedule. Um, I have a lot of personal obligations. Maybe you're working a full-time job alongside. Um, you've got things you're like, man, I, I just, I'm busy. I can't commit to more than that. Okay. Five hours a week or, you know, roughly 20 hours per month. Got it. What kind of work do you want to do in that time, right? Well, you know, I want to do simple strip designs. I'm not interested in doing large bridal work. Um, I'm not super comfortable doing boudoir work um, because of the, you know, whatever, because of whatever your preferences are, you prefer to do these smaller um, strip style pieces, smaller pieces on just maybe the hands and feet or whatever. Got it. Okay. And then I ask, you know, okay, so tell me about the revenue part. Like how much do you want to be making? each month. And you say, well, Chelsea, I, you know, I'd like to make $3,000 a month. That would be my goal. It would be really helpful to me and to my family. If we could bring in, you know, 3000 per month, that's going to make space for us to, you know, cover the mortgage, um, or that's going to make space to pay the tuition, or that's going to make space for whatever, right? Whatever is important to you. So, then, of course, I'm going to dive into what are you doing right now? What about the strategy that you're using right now? What's that look like? And let's say to that, you're like, hey, I'm just posting, I'm posting on Facebook and Instagram when I can, you know, I'm posting on my platforms when I can. And, um, and that's, you know, that's kind of the extent of it. That's what I'm doing right now. If that were the case, right? Let's say we're having this hypothetical conversation. <laughs> and by the way, friends, this hypothetical conversation mirrors many conversations that go down in the DMs over here at Hennepador. If this were you, what I would say to you is, friend, you are likely missing the boat. You are likely missing the boat. And though that strategy that you've got right now 
with those parameters, you know, five hours a week or 20 hours a month, simple strips only. It's the type of work you'd like to do that you want to make $3,000 per month and that you are currently just using, you know, your Facebook platform and Instagram, um, kind of a little haphazardly posting as you can. If that's your plan, it's not entirely broken, but as it is, as it exists, it's not efficient enough to bring you what you need. Do you want more bookings with clients who say things like, do whatever you want, I love all of your work, and who rave about how amazing your art is to anyone who'll listen? You know, the ones who respect your time, pay your rates without flinching, come back over and over again, and who leave a juicy, generous tip to boot? If the thought of filling your client list with people like this has you screaming, yes, please, then friend, I want you to head over to hennapreneur.com slash BBC. That's hennapreneur.com slash BBC and get registered for my next business bootcamp like yesterday. The business bootcamp is perfect for hennapreneurs who want more bookings with better clients at higher rates and who want to feel like a boss from start to finish. From smart marketing to designing like a pro, from swoon-worthy bookings to savvy banking, the nine-week business bootcamp Camp has the support and guidance that you need to jumpstart your business in the right direction. Seats are limited and we kick off the next cohort soon. So visit hennapreneur.com BBC to get registered now. However, with some tweaks, with some tweaks to that strategy, we could actually make that happen. Yes, it is 100% possible. Not only would it be possible, it would actually be easy for you to bring in $3,000 per month doing only simple designs for a total of around five hours per week. And how can we do that? Well, we would need to do, we need to make some changes to your plan. We would need to make some changes specifically to um, the uh, strategy around how you're marketing your business. We would likely need to make some quick brand positioning updates. Um, and we would want to make sure that we are making some changes to the way that you present and the spaces in which you present um, in your marketplace to be a little bit more intentional. And with those tweaks, it is 100% possible that you could do these things. And friends, this is part of what I do. This is part of the magic in what I help my students to build for themselves. As a business strategist, and as someone who has worked to create, to build my own six-figure henna practice and who teaches others how to do this, understanding the financial implications, right, and the energetic implications of our work allows for us to reverse engineer. And because I have had such, such an extensive experience reverse engineering plans that are effective and that work, um, I, you know, I it very quickly can see, ah, here's the hole. Here's what needs to change. Let's just make this move, right? And so if you, you know, are listening to this and you're thinking, well, wait a minute, how <laughs> simple designs, you mean to tell me I don't have to do bridal and I don't have to work a 40 hour work week <laughs> and I don't have to? No, no, you don't. No, you don't. In fact, the majority of my clients work in a setting where they're providing small private appointments, small personal appointments, right? On a part-time schedule, because that is the premise of what I do at Hennapreneur. I teach Henna artists to build strong, profitable, sustainable, high five-figure and or up to six-figure generating businesses on part-time hours using the model that I used myself to develop my own. 
And, um, and it's very effective because it's very efficient. It accounts for your energetic expenditure and it accounts for what your financial goals are. We cannot ignore these. We cannot ignore the numbers, friends. And so if you, you know, find yourself also just as you're hearing this, you're like, hey, I want, hey, that's, that does sound kind of magic and I kind of want in. <laughs> Let me know, like reach out because coming to work with Hennepreneur is the place um, where you can do that. But this is, this is part of the magic and what I help my, my students do. And in order to make the roadmap, you first have to know where you're going. So I want to really impress upon you the importance of identifying your financial goals and really owning them. It's not necessary for you to shy away from numbers. And I get it. I understand dealing with numbers can be daunting, especially if you're not someone who feels super confident or comfortable in that space. I don't know about you. I'm actually, I'm not a math person. I joke with my students all the time that the best math I do is always on a calculator. Like I'm not the person to ask to do mental math. I'm not the person to ask to do that, you know, multiplication for you. Um, one of my favorite things is my percentage calculator. Like I, <laughs> I love data, but I'm not a mathematician. And so, you know, for me too, I, I totally understand the hesitation. And not only that, can we also just speak to the fact that sometimes when we're dealing with numbers, we have a tendency to, um, to internalize those numbers. We make those numbers mean something beyond what they are. And so one of the uh, shifts that I would like to suggest, if I may, is that if you find yourself in a place where looking at the finances of your business is overwhelming because it feels like a judgment on you, a judgment of your uh, capacity, of your capability, of your smarts, of your any of that. Like the revenue that you make is not, <laughs> is not at all an indication of how, um, you know, how much intellect you hold or how skilled you are. No, the revenue of your business actually is just speaking to how well the machine is that you are building. And if that uh, machine is not built in such a way that it moves smoothly and it, it operates cleanly and, you know, well, yeah, it's not going to be super efficient, right? It's going to sputter. It's going to putter. It's going gonna, it's gonna to give you the challenges that any rusty machine would, right? And eventually it will frustrate you enough that you will A, Toss it, discard it, aka walk away from your business, stop practicing henna, which happens, by the way. And it happens a lot more than we like to talk about. You know, on average, most henna artists will come into the industry and they leave within 18 months because they can't find a way to crack the code. And so they're like, well, I'm not going to keep spending money on this hobby. People don't even value it. I'm not making money, blah, blah, blah. And they get discouraged and they leave. I don't want that for you, right? But there is this piece where we have this tendency to make the money mean something about us. And you don't have to do that. One of the things that I teach my students is how to treat their money as pure data. This is data that tells you about this business that you're building, what's working, what's not working, and how you can make adjustments. And what's beautiful about looking at it as data is that you also are very empowered to make switches, changes, adjustments in your business in real time based on the data that you're collecting. One of my favorite things to hear, and actually I, we were just kind of having a little bit of a conversation around this in um, the Inside Circle, which is my private community for my, for my private clients for the Hennepreneur pros. Um, and we there were having some discussion about the financial model that I teach them. Um, because when you come and you work with me, I'm not just going to tell you, look at your money. Like, no, 
you're looking at your money, but you're also assessing what's happening with it next, right? Um, once you've brought it in, then what are you going to do with it? And if you're aiming to bring it in, how are you going to do that? So we not only reverse engineer the plan to, to generate the revenue, but also we make very specific strategic uh, allocations with our money to allow for it to not only fund our families, meaning pay ourselves, <laughs> but also how to maintain sustainability inside of the business. And so in this conversation, one of the entrepreneurs popped in and she was saying how much she loves this method that I teach because it has allowed for her um, to to feel more empowered with her money. She knows exactly what to do with it. There's not like uh, fear around it. There's not uh, hesitation around it. It's it's no longer intimidating. And so I want to offer to you also that, you know, as you're approaching this money conversation in your business, um, not only are we, you know, implementing goals, specific goals, but also on the back end, once you get comfortable with the idea that um, you are capable of managing the money that comes into your business in ways that are very smart um, and strategic and that are going to allow for your business to grow while also supporting what's important to you right now. Okay. Um, I think one of the most, I'd say most exciting things for me um, is when I hear a entrepreneur say that she now feels that she has that financial independence in her business um, or through her business um, and that she now feels empowered with her money and with her finances because of um, the way that she has learned to strategize around her financial goals and the ways that she's learned to manage the revenue that comes in when she's met those milestones. I don't know if you've ever heard that um, that adage about, you know, some, some people are afraid of failing, but oftentimes many of us are actually afraid of success. And I think that that rings true, especially in the financial front, because there typically is this fear of like, okay, well, if I make the money, then what? Right. <laughs> but then if I make the money, then what, what does that mean? And what do I do with it? And do, how do I worry about taxes? And you know, what is that? How much do I put back into my business? Is you know, how much goes to my bank account? How much am I paying myself? How much is, etc. And we can get ourselves really caught up with this like, ah, like this whirlwind of doubts and confusion. And so then the the fear around setting financial goals actually becomes a double whammy. It's like, well. Oof, I I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know how much I wanted to call in. Um so I felt unsure there. I, I didn't even know if I could vocalize what those things were because um is it even realistic or should I even do that? Is it ethical to say that I want to make this much money or does that make me a bad person or somehow immoral because I have a desire for for being paid? Um no, by the way. Uh, that's not true. Um so <laughs> but that part exists. But then there's also this other piece of what happens if I reach that goal? Then what? Will I know what to do with it? Will I know how to manage it? Will I know how how to be a good steward of the money that's come in through my business? And so I do want to make space for both sides of, of that experience and let you know that, you know, if you are someone who finds yourself in, um, in a place where um, looking at money goals makes you uncomfortable or you're sensitive to these um, in any way, I want to shift your your mindset just a little bit and instead reframe this as 
This is offering you an opportunity to align your actions to your actual aspirations. Instead of having like this nebulous goal that's like kind of out there and we don't we don't really know what it looks like. No. When you have solid financial goals, then you can align the actions that you take inside of your business to reach that milestone, to reach that goalpost. And in doing that, that feels incredibly empowering as a business owner because you have a guiding light as you're making your decisions, right? So I'll leave y'all with that for today. Uh, But I do want to invite you, if you're not already a member of the Hennapreneur community over on Facebook, you should definitely join us there. Um, You can go to hennapreneur.com slash community and you can access the group in that way. Um, When you come in, like I would love to know more about you. So feel free, answer the questions that are presented there because I'd love to uh, send you some goodies also to help you out with where you're at in your business right now. But in the community, we're going to be having a conversation about this specifically. Like, what are your money goals for your business? How much revenue would you like to generate on a monthly basis? And I think, you know, even and it can feel scary to vocalize that, like to answer that in uh, in maybe in mixed company or whatever. Um, and I still want to invite you to do that because sometimes just seeing what is real for others um, or or what others have in mind gives us also a, a sense of uh, normalcy, right? A sense of normalcy and a sense of, hey, if, if they can do this, I can do this too. And we're really in this together. So that camaraderie matters. Okay. All right, friends. So I will leave you with that for now. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye for now. Hey friend, I just want to give you a quick thank you for tuning into this episode of the Hennapreneur podcast. And I hope that you're really enjoying connecting with me in this way. You can find links to all of the content shared today in the show notes located at hennapreneur.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed the show and would like to stay in the loop with Hennapreneur, be sure to subscribe to the podcast too. You'll get access to all of the new episodes and to surprise bonus episodes as well as soon as they're released. I'd be so grateful to you if you take a moment to rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well. This helps me to reach more artists like you who would love and benefit from the show. For more ways to connect and work with me or to join me inside of the Hennapreneur community, pop over to hennapreneur.com. I can't wait to support you as you chase your big audacious goals, one henna design at a time.